It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. The Odd Drunk Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Odd Drunk Podcast. A long-form, inebriated show. Uh, <laughs> a spinoff of, uh, not a spinoff of Morning Oddities. Uh, We're just going to try to uh, gaslight everyone into thinking that Morning Oddities came first. <laughs> yeah. From now on. Yeah, we just waited a long time to release it. But we recorded it before. Now, anyways, welcome back to Dog Drum Pod uh, with your hosts, uh, Jackson and Colton. Um, we, in celebration and in anticipation of the release of the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first Japanese Godzilla movie since Shen Godzilla, which I still haven't seen. I've only seen clips. I know. Yep. I'm terrible. And, uh, and we, we've talked for like... What we've been planning on doing a commentary of Shin Godzilla uh for what like two years? <laughs> Basically. We we we, um, have a, we have a friend who has we've been planning on getting a guest on to do a commentary with us and just never did. <laughs> I mean it could still happen, maybe. It could still happen. Uh it could anything could happen. <laughs> um but we did record and we also promise, and we're still holding by this promise, we're still accurate here, that we're going to cover every Godzilla movie. But we've only done two in three years. Yeah. Yeah. We did uh, uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Yeah. And then yeah. Destroy All Monsters. But uh, that that's crazy. I thought I I could have sworn we did. We've we, only done, we've done two, more than that. Literally, <laughs> I I thought we did too. I thought we at least did like four or five. No, only only two. Nope. We've we've talked about other Godzilla movies. Yeah, we've talked about. Them, we did a course. review of uh, I, Godzilla versus Kong, right? I watched Godzilla. Well, yeah, we've done reviews, so <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count. Um, no, I um been getting in the Godzilla once again I always do like every year basically uh it's not know, watching all the to get into Godzilla yeah YouTube videos on the lore and like on the monster stats you know <laughs> and watching the movies of course and uh it's I I don't think there's no better time to watch the original 1954 yeah. film Gojira um the original Japanese version uh because Godzilla minus one is coming out in America here in the states on the first already got my tickets yeah super stoked and um it's basically like a spiritual remake of the original yeah, sort yeah of. we're talking about it a bit before like we slightly different it's but, um, like kind of a remake kind of not but it's but... post post-war post-world war ii japan godzilla's mm-hmm. the bad guy again and um and it, yeah, I'm quite excited for that. I mean, it looks like it's definitely harkening back to the darker uh, yeah. origins of this character and of this franchise, because obviously this franchise gets incredibly wacky pretty 
quickly um <laughs> basically by its first sequel uh but <laughs> But yeah, this first one is one of my goes off the rails, but this first Godzilla is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is definitely like the monster movie to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. 1954. Uh, so, um, yep. Almost 70 years old. Damn. Damn. That's that's wild. So yeah, we're going to get into this. The original Godzilla. It's on HBO Max. Um, it There was an official version on YouTube. It was like the official uncut version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had um, like the, the original Japanese version and everything. Yeah, we were literally planning on using that. And then it's been taken off. This is just, you know, HBO. <laughs> I assume this is the American release version oh they have the american version here uh, that came out in 56 uh godzilla king of the monsters that's the american version ah cool okay the original is is just godzilla the original original of course gojira and uh yeah this japanese version so we're gonna have subtitles here uh which works perfectly for commentary anyways because um yes uh let me turn on the subtitles yeah, that that I think it just comes with the subtitles. I don't even think you have to turn them on on this one, but uh, but yeah, you want to <laughs> definitely be sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we're gonna get into this. I got plenty to talk about, but let's not um uh, procrastinate any longer. Let's get into some good old Godzilla. Oh yeah, I have to explain it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you. I've never listened to one of our commentaries before. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to say three, two, one, play. You hit play on your copy when I say play. And um, we're going to sync up with my copy because I have ad free. Colton has ad. So he's probably yeah. going to get out of sync on us, depending on how many. Well, uh, he's definitely going to get out of sync on, out of, on us if he has I'm going to have to probably four or five and, times to the movie have to... Uh have to add breaks figure uh, out where 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 we are in the movie but depending on how many ads he is you know uh the more off sync we will get but you will be in sync with me and uh we're gonna get into this so here we go oh and we're gonna sync on the janice films logo i guess i guess that's a good point cool they're like one of the restoration production companies that do a lot of these old movies Kind of like Time Warner. Yeah. Or Turner Classics, you know. Not Time Warner. Turner Classics. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, play. There's the HBO fanfare. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I've Criterion seen this. Collection, yeah. They're they're the ones that preserve it. I saw this film, Janice Films. There you go. I saw this um, about two years ago, and uh, leading up to Godzilla versus Kong, because that's when I just started watching a bunch of Godzilla movies again, uh, a lot of old ones. But I recent Toho, yes, Toho actually produced the original Ring movie too, which kind of oh yeah. Mind. I was like, oh, they do other movies. <laughs> Godzilla. So, think about his name. Go, go, Godzilla. Uh, 
there goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. Said by uh, Blue Oyster Cult. I love that song. Yeah. Um, but think about the name Godzilla. A lot of people think that was created by Americans, but it was actually created by Toho. Uh, hmm. Nice. Good marketing. Uh, but Gojira, which is the Japanese name, um, roughly translates. I probably said this before, but roughly translates to gorilla whale. And it was a nickname that hmm. they gave to um, uh, one of their buddies in the production company. Oh, nice. Um, and there's, there is something about older films from the, um, from the forties and fifties and early sixties like this, that, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a, a lot of older films just like don't age super well because of how they're paced and things like that compared to what we're used to now. But right. something about these older like fifties films, I just can't get enough of. I really, really like them. Well, and this is one of the good ones. I mean, this is honestly still one of the best monster movies ever. Directed yeah. by Ishiro Honda. Um, so Godzilla's roar that they were playing earlier uh, was actually uh, made from rubbing a resin coated leather glove on a shallow. Oh, nice. Or no, a, a double bass. And then they like reverse the sound and played around with it. And that's how we got the roar for Godzilla. And they pretty much use that roar in like every movie or like some kind of version of it. But the new one is like an edited original version. And I know in the 2014 one, the American one, they took like the same recording from this film. Yeah. Uh, to make the new Godzilla's roar. God, some of There's these also shots the new... are just already just really, really good shots here. Like I just appreciate the the actual like filmmaking that went into oh yeah into this this original movie. Uh, sorry, we're gonna try not to have too many awkward silences, but uh, <laughs> with a really good movie, it's hard to not not have those. <laughs> So obviously, I mean, this kicked off not just all the Godzilla movies, but, you know, just kaiju films mm -hmm. in general. Um, in 55, you, we would get Godzilla's raid, raids again. Then the American version, edited version of this, would release in 56. And then it wouldn't be yeah. until 60, I believe 62 or 63, where they did uh, Godzilla versus Kong or King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. And because, you know, one of the inspirations for this film was the original 1933 King Kong film. Right, right. Also a great, great movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, this. 
Yeah, it just came out nine years after Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Yeah. I mean, quite literally in post-war World War II Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the the and early days of, you know, after after the war, the US pretty like pretty much immediately got involved in trying to build up Japan as I mean to put it simply as what we wanted Japan to be. Yeah. Um a democratic state. Yeah. Uh well democratic state, but also what I mean is like, you know, economic economically, you know, creating a environment that will benefit us, you know, mm-hmm. that that type of thing. Like we we of were course. very active in that. In but uh I love how you see the water boiling before the explosion and everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is obvious. I mean, this is basically the whole theme of this is the fear of nuclear powered nuclear bomb, right? Um, and Godzilla is just nature taking revenge on mankind for creating the bomb yeah and using the bombs um when he shows up we'll talk about his design and everything but it's iconic i mean it's carried on for decades decades yeah lots of crazy and wild versions but uh but everything owes it to this original Before we get too far into the movie, uh, let's let's uh, oh, yeah. get into, uh, hey, what are you drinking tonight? I was going to get something special or get some sake or something, but I didn't. I'm just drinking what I have at the moment. <laughs> I got some screwball peanut butter whiskey nice. and uh, some PBRs. Nice. So. I, too, just did a simple thing. I, I have some, like, uh, hot apple cider stuff and nice. i just put some vodka in it <laughs> here you go <laughs> um pretty simple taking it pretty easy tonight just having uh, a little drink but uh but it's pretty good i like i like hot apple like spiced cider it's good stuff oh always So I, I yeah, like I said, recently been watching some other Godzilla's movie. I've been watching a lot from the Heisei era. Watch Godzilla versus Destroya, and mm. also some from Millennium era, I guess too. I watched GMK. That one's pretty crazy. They make Godzilla bad guy again in that one. Yeah, and King Ghidorah is actually a good guy in that one. Oh yeah, but I would also. So if I had to recommend a few Godzilla movies, obviously the original, what, what we're watching now. Um, but I would also recommend Godzilla versus Destroya. Because that mm-hmm. one, yeah, it definitely has its cheesy parts and some questionable effects sometimes. And some of the moments are like straight ripoffs from uh, Aliens. 
but <laughs> it is mostly driven and obviously they that was the send off for the heisei godzilla we see his death and we see godzilla jr and everything and destroyer mm-hmm. is created from the oxygen destroyer which is in this film the original weapon uh built to kill godzilla right um and yeah it all ties back together to this original well uh, so I would definitely recommend that one. I would also recommend the new American ones, especially 2014, because it's yeah. darker in tone. You know, like I, the I like the 2014 one. I think it's and it's actually um, like it's quite literally a dark movie. Yeah. Well, isn't there you know, like the home, uh, the, the the home, home video release still yeah. it, like when they released it on DVDs and Blu-rays? Uh, there was a issue with the basically the transfer from film to uh the home release and it's actually darker than it should be yeah yeah quite a it's literally a dark movie but i i I quite like that one and i yeah it's gone crazy and it's a lot like the showa era now just with Mm -hmm. all the nonsense and all the big crazy monster fights and godzilla and kong and mecha godzilla but that's fun, fun you know yeah yeah, and then Shin Godzilla uh, goes dark again, and then we're getting Godzilla minus one, which can, you know, kind of be a spiritual remake of this one. Yeah, um, I would also recommend, uh, yeah, GMK All Out Monsters Attack, or it's something like that. Yeah, uh, it's the <laughs> two thousand two one where Godzilla's bad guy again. And it's got Mothra, Ghidorah, and um. I think one of the other side characters like Anguirus or something. Um, but that one's quite fun. And honestly, any of the Showa ones, like we watch Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla. That one's honestly a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the Showa ones are, I think they, they lose the original idea a bit. No, because Godzilla just becomes a kid's character, a superhero. Yeah. You know, but they are fun movies. I do like them. But no, as we're going to see here, oh, I think we see him. Or no, not yet. But um, Godzilla here is just a terrible force of nature. Yeah. The scorn of mankind, you know, just hates us. But is the creation of our own, you know, demise kind of thing. Uh, I've had a long day. I don't know if I'm making sense right now, Yeah, yeah. but it's dark and it's serious. I, I hope um, that if you're, if you're listening to this, I hope you actually are watching the movie alongside. Um, yeah, that would be a, a lot more fun, a lot more rewarding and it make a lot more sense contextually and, yeah (laughs) it'd be quite boring to just hear us talk about a movie you know without the movie yeah but if you want to do that you can you Uh, hear they're describing godzilla yeah They'd sacrifice well, cool a young girl, this... send her adrift in the middle of the ocean to appease what's Godzilla. What's cool how it's pres- 
it's presented how like the way this movie is presented is like we're here with it's kind of a documentary style like yeah. where we're here with the people um and the way it's presented and the american version the one thing i really do like about it um there's a narrator in between a lot of scenes that explains things and um makes right. it more like a the american version isn't like a it's kind of like a spin-off of the original because it is a kind of a retelling of the original where it's presented to american audiences right so it's not quite the same um i love these miniature like, shots those are so oh, good. yeah they're obviously a lot of good <laughs> miniature stuff here i love min- a good miniature shot the american version is essentially like if american documentary crew went to japan during the events of godzilla and reported on it right right So in 1954, there's an often repeated myth that uh, the production of this film and Seven Samurai nearly drove Toho into bankruptcy. This neglects to mention a third Toho film made that year, Samurai 1, Mushashi Miyamoto. All three were the most expensive Japanese films made up until that point and big financial risk for Toho. However, there's little evidence to suggest that Toho was ever at risk. Oh, here's Godzilla. Here here's the G-Man himself. This is such a killer introduction to the to Godzilla. Just in the here. rain and mud and screaming. Yeah. The music is yeah. just I love the music in this too. It's a classic. Oh yeah, when we get to the Godzilla score, it's pretty epic. Yeah, and, yeah. Godzilla's only uh, shows up in this movie for like ten minutes, and that's a often debated thing. Like, how much Godzilla should we see in each film? I, and, you know, I the idea, you know, this was obviously before that, but like in the new one, they were like hearkening back to original, but they also based their ideas off of Jaws, where like, yeah, yeah. Godzilla's not in it a lot, but um, when he is. Oh, here's my first ad. Oh, it's. Oh, you got to add. Okay, so the Odo Island Disaster Relief Group is rolling in, and it's bus. a be- it's a oh, better than Boyan commercial. If you're if you're better if than Boyan, Boyan, uh, if you're wondering, like what? Better than Boyan, the brand. It's a chicken Boyan. What's oh chicken Boyan? <laughs> okay, that's that's fun. Yeah. But anyways, and here's, uh, and here's Toho. a Geico commercial. No oh, Geico, nice. <laughs> we lost twelve cows and eight pigs. So Godzilla's eating a bunch of livestock. So also in this right, movie, what, this what, is what obviously time, the f- what timestamp are you at? I uh, I'm at six sixteen twenty five, just a little over sixteen minutes. Um. Cool. Another thing to uh, talk about uh, Godzilla movies is obviously the scale and that everything. should be about the on, monster. on track again here. Okay, cool. So, anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Paleontologists. Oh, yeah, this is where they talk about what Godzilla is or whatever. 
Right. Um, but no, I, I remember I watched this. I just sat down and watched this film like two years ago. Well, Godzilla versus Kong hung out coming out and I watched it obviously not talking over it and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my thing though is with, um, anything that requires subtitles, I have to actually be paying attention to really, obviously to understand what's happening. Like yeah. right now, oh. if I really wanted to know what was happening, I would stop talking and I would I start mean, reading subtitles. Honestly, these, but, these you know, movies like both this, once. if we had the time, what we should have done is watched it ahead of time and taken notes and stuff and then did the commentary. <laughs> nah, um, we're going in raw. But uh, like, I, okay, so he, the guy in like, the glasses, the guy that actually, he ends up inventing the oxygen destroyer in this oh, movie. Nice. What a look! Um, uh, yeah, right, Mr. Cool <laughs> guy there. I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, before we were recording, I was talking about uh, you know, some fun movies to do commentaries on would be some of like the Kurosawa movies. So like, like Rashomon is a classic. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, but that would definitely be a movie where if you've not seen it at all or not seen it recently. Right. We can't, we can't do first. a commentary <laughs> no. on it just going in raw. Like that's, that is <laughs> right. Rashomon is notorious for being like a movie you have to pay attention to. Because <laughs> um, right. it's, well, because it's, it's the whole, they, they have in cinema, there's the, the Rashomon effect which is a storytelling trope where you tell the same story from different perspectives multiple times. Um, and every time oh, wow. you, and every time the story you see a different perspective, a little bit more of the whole picture is revealed to you, that type of thing. So um, I got a bit of trivia. Cool. Uh, so the movie's opening scene was inspired by the lucky dragon incident where the crew of Japanese fishing boat was contaminated by the radioactive fallout from Castle Bravo tests. Uh, detonation of the first H-bomb. Nice. Um, huh. And the new Godzilla Monsterverse series, Monarch, um, Legacy of Monsters, it's on Apple Plus. I actually got a free trial for a month, so I'm actually watching it. Um, nice. I haven't got to this episode yet, but apparently they make it canonical where the castle Bravo test was actually, maybe they explained it in one of the movies, but it was actually to try to kill Godzilla. There's but quite essentially, a few shows on Apple that I want to watch. And that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, but essentially dropping an atomic bomb on Godzilla or even a hydrogen bomb is basically just giving them, just feeding them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, drop a pie on your face, but you know you could still eat it. Yeah, it might be surprising and shocking at first, but uh, it's not gonna actually, it's not gonna really hurt you or anything. <laughs> I there's um a Godzilla analog horror based off the first couple original movies. Oh yeah, and basically the whole idea is where the suit actor refuses to uh, take the suit off, the Godzilla suit off. And he eventually, basically in the series, it's revealed that he starts becoming Godzilla. 
his oh. body fuses with the suit and he starts getting bigger and everything. And it's like this weird kind of meta, you know, like in the, there was one of the nightmare on the Elm street movies where like Freddie became real. Right. Right. From the movies, like this weird meta thing. So it's basically like Godzilla becomes real just because of the belief in it and the, you know, the whole, uh, the popularity uh, of it and everything. Arua Nakajima, the original actor who portrayed Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, actually, yeah, he hated the suit. It was super hot. He played he played Godzilla in twelve consecutive films from nineteen fifty four until yeah. nineteen seventy two. Yeah, he was in most of the Showa era ones. Yeah, that's impressive, and he's a uh, yeah. A pioneer of suit acting. So, you know, Predator, Predator and Alien, all those guys, movies that use guys in really cool looking suits as the. I went to this. uh, Yeah. I went to Nakajima. I just, I mean, I can't, I can't get over how, especially considering the reputation that the Godzilla series has because of the Showa films, how good the actual filmmaking in this original one is. Oh, here's our first look. Nice. And also, and Shin Godzilla really plays on this. Godzilla was creepy looking. Yeah. Just even there. Yeah. He's not quite a dinosaur. He's not quite, just not quite right. <laughs> like, look at him there. That fucked up he looks. <laughs> Terrifying. I mean, but, <laughs> but at dead the same, eyes. Well, it's like, out of context, Godzilla in some of these shots is kind of goofy looking. But they do right. such, they do such a good job building it up that the goofiness kind of you forget about it you know well it's off-putting goofiness it's yeah. you know what i mean it's uncanny well that that's what i mean i think i think i think out of context it's not even uncanny goofy it's just goofy looking the suit but in context it becomes like actually looks kind of unsettling you know right well then you get to the show era like in the mecha godzilla movie you see how godzilla looks in that it's nothing contextually makes it scary yeah but no but like (laughs) this this movie though does such a good job at at that i mean just so i think i'm amazed by not amazed in like uh in like I didn't could didn't expect it from them type of thing, but just compared to what you would be used to from especially from the Showa era, is just like the shot hey, composition say. in these in this movie is really, really well done. Well, I love that image of him peeking over the hill. Yeah. So the original Godzilla. That's great looking. Wow. 
stands approximately 165 feet tall. So that's, uh, you know, substantially shorter than the new versions. The new <laughs> Godzilla is nearly 400 feet tall. I think like 394. Yeah. But, so 50 meters. But I heard in Godzilla minus one that he's actually scaled back to 50 meters again. Nice. Which, you know, yeah, it's been a trend to make Godzilla bigger and bigger, but then he got smaller again in the Millennium Era. I think he was about the same size as the original in the Millennium Era. But, um, well, this is the Americanized version of the 1954 original Godzilla depicted him as 400 feet tall. Really? But um, that's not accurate to scale or anything. Well, yeah, uh, Oh, you mean the new American? The no, no, the, the Americanized version of this movie. It claims he's 400 feet claims, tall. Yeah, it depicted it says. Well, because in America, with, well, it's all contextual because in mm-hmm. 1950s Tokyo, their skyscrapers were, you know, not nearly as tall as the skyscrapers of New York. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. In the American context, yeah, you would want Godzilla to be taller, and that's why he's so tall now, especially because everywhere there's Tokyo, you know, and thousand feet skyscrapers and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think it's all, it's not just compared to the buildings of the time that makes it significant. I think, you know, a Godzilla, like the modern one that is so huge, you, you can't even, it's not even tangible right like it that's where it just becomes you lose the sense of scale there's no that it's not like that imminent threat it's this just huge thing it's just this huge force of nature right yeah but i think a smaller godzilla i think what you benefit from that is it's like right there you know what i mean yeah and and it's, it's and and honestly, it, it more imminent just, threat. It kind of just proves that it's you don't need Godzilla to be, you know, towering over skyscrapers, to be right, an effective plot device. You know, um. So yeah, tech. So yeah. Well, and says, also you can the, you can the, frame it better. Where you know. Uh, Americanized version can... of the 1954 original Godzilla depicted him as 400 feet tall. Um, the current monster verse Godzilla reaches his tallest at 393 feet. So technically, yeah. the, the, the 1956 American Godzilla King of Monsters is the tallest. Well, that's bullshit though because. The 56 Godzilla isn't any taller in this version. No, no, but what they claim he is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Godzilla officially got doubled in height by the uh, Heisei era. And then, you know, uh, it varied. But uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's all contextual. And I also think um, what you could benefit from a smaller Godzilla is just it's easier to show the humans in relation to Godzilla. Yeah. Cause you know, the bigger he gets, it's harder to depict that. Um, uh, the government bureaucrats. Yeah. And the, the change in the height 
in the 56 American version is because producer Joseph Levine felt that 50 meters did not sound powerful enough. So he said, make it 400. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, yeah, I know where cavemen still use imperial measurements. <laughs> Why well, we would just use the metric system? I mean, yeah, it is so much easier, right? It's what all science uses. Oh yeah, to get to get a whole population to switch measurement systems is right. harder than it sounds. <laughs> No, yeah, it's too late now. Most most professional American industries do use metric. So. Yes. Military uses it, medical industry uses it. Hell, dispensaries use the metric system. Grams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't buy a pound of pot. You buy an ounce or yeah. Yeah. Pound would be quite a lot. <laughs> 60, I've got another ounces. ad here. Um so yeah, a common misconception is that the name Godzilla was then Americanized by US distributors. The name was actually the idea of Toho and his international sales division who had literally trans transliterally transliterate Gojira into English as Godzilla. Toho used the title Godzilla in the 1955 English language sales catalog full year before finding an American distributor. And when it finally briefly played briefly Japanese American owned theaters in Los Angeles and New York producer, uh, re- Joseph real quick. E- uh, what's your timestamp? I just had an ad. Break I am at, about 31 minutes. Anyways, uh, producer Joseph E. Levine would purchase the rights and create Transworld to distribute and release the film as Godzilla King and the Monsters in 1956. So while the American distributors did not create the name, they did create the English pronunciation of Godzilla. Toho has since been sole owners of the name Godzilla in both languages. So yeah, Toho did create the name Godzilla first. Nice, nice. Trans, not a translation, a transliteration. Hmm. Gojira, right. Godzilla. Right. Apparently, George Lucas cites the film's miniatures as his inspiration for his effects in Star Wars movies. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love the miniature shots in this. Oh, yeah, they're great. Just, yeah. Sitting in the dark, brooding. So yeah, in 2004, for the 50th anniversary, Godzilla was given a star on the Walk of Fame. I've seen it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, look at that. Oh. I'm digging the music that they're all dancing to. 
It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's the 50s. This is the oldest movie we've ever watched on a commentary, by the way. It is, yeah. Oh, there he is. Nice. And I think it definitely, I mean, it also benefits from being black and white, too. Yeah. If this was colorized, if we just saw this obviously, you know, fake looking green dinosaur pop out of the water. I think it would lose a lot of the terror that it's supposed to. Um, yeah. Having, having like that, that shot there of, of him in the water where it's like all just black. If it was just overly saturated, you know, blue ocean and green dinosaur, purple fins. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost know, just like his quick, silhouette but... in the moonlight type of thing. Yeah. It looks really, really good well. there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think black and white, depending on the film, can serve the film better, like you said with this. But uh, honestly, it surprises me that black and white isn't utilized in modern films more often than it is. You only have every few years a black and white film comes out. Right. Sometimes you'll get a black and white version in certain releases, you know. Right. Right. Like Logan. Had Logan a... had to. Yeah, Logan had the black and white version. Yeah, Lighthouse was black and white. The artist was black and white, but it was also a silent film. I've artist was it. artist was pretty good. That's a good movie. That one, the silent film approach. I don't think most films should try that, but it works in that movie because the entire, the plot of the movie is a silent film actor who's being replaced by or who's kind of going out of the job because of uh, uh, sound movies becoming popular. So it's the whole plot of the movie is him right. kind of adapting with the time. So actually the last yeah, the soundies, the last scene in the movie has sound in it. Uh, really? Yeah. And he's, so That's he's cool. He says audibly, he says like one word in the entire movie. It's the last line in the movie. Um, yeah. But it's a pretty good one. Sorry about um, the silence. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is... Well, we failed to mention the 98 version. <laughs> No one mentions the, the 98 version. It's just wild to me that America's first time, their first chance 
to make their own Godzilla movie. They dramatically change the design and basically make it a ripoff of Aliens and Jurassic Park. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of like the Zilla design, but not for Godzilla, for something else. Yeah, it's not Brazil. a terrible like monster design, but uh, yeah, I I haven't seen that movie for a really long time, and I have no interest in. No, we I'm... will eventually have to watch it. We said we watch all of the Godzilla movies, right? It's technically sadly, Godzilla that movie. one does count. What I'll, like I'll tell not. you one that's wild though. Uh, well, I know the I I remember watching the cartoons some when I was a kid. Which was in the same universe. I always but I was, never watched that, but I always heard it plays out like the Showa decent. films where it's like the monster of the week. That's a and... sick motorcycle there. Um anyway, but yeah. <laughs> and Zilla has more of the traditional Godzilla abilities, like atomic breath, you know, something you would think you would have. Right. Um Zilla Jr. and Zilla Jr. in the cartoon. Right. Uh, I'll tell you one that's wild that I recently saw. I I don't. I would recommend it only if you're like a huge Godzilla nerd or so. If you're a huge Godzilla nerd, you've already seen it like three times at least already. <laughs> but um, Godzilla Final Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane movie. <laughs> I watched it. It has a yeah, it has a lot more human parts in it, but not good like this. Or <laughs> by even Showa standards, it is just nuts though. And when Godzilla is there, it is pretty crazy. He basically fights every monster that's ever been in any of these, and yeah. it's like the most OP version of Godzilla. It's just <laughs> absolute madness. Uh. It, it kind of disappointed me though, because I thought there'd be a little bit more craziness. Well, a little bit more fights in it. But ba- basically, uh, the aliens show up and they send a diff- bunch of different monsters to fight Godzilla, and one of them is Zilla. Yeah, yeah, it was like American version. It was and... their their version of, of their way of like kind of just trashing on the American version. And it was just the worst CG model. And Godzilla just two shots them, tail whip, atomic <laughs> breath, and that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. I like his eye patch. I did too. I was, I was thinking, why can't we have? Why aren't there more like cool guys with eye patches in movies anymore? Nick Fury, but is he really a cool guy anymore? I mean, yeah. I love Sam Jackson, but, but... Like, I feel like it's 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 a rarer <laughs> thing now. You don't like Snake like, Pliskins. They they well, but Snake Pliskin is that. Those those movies are getting kind of old now. I'm talking like oh yeah, they are in old. the last like 20 years. 
I mean, yeah, um, Nick Fury is like really. Oh, uh, the remake of True Grit, if you want to count that, but that's kind of an yeah. old movie now, too, anyways. But but like uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, and well, Thor Avengers, and Eye Patch for a and, little bit, and Infinity War. I thought they, I thought it was a mistake getting rid of his eye patch. They should have kept at least that him, soon. Yeah, they should have had a whole movie where he had an eye patch. And yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the name Gojira is a combination of Japanese words for gorilla and whale. Gorilla and Kojira. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The monster is said to have been named because it alluded to a creature of great size and strength. There has always been a legend that Godzilla was named after a hulking man named Gojira who worked at Toho. But this is untrue. Not only there is no evidence of this man existing, but the various stories about him kept changing through the years. He worked as a stagehand, he worked as a PR man, etc. According to Kimi Honda, wife of Ashiro Honda, the man nicknamed Gojira was just an inside joke between her and her husband and various others at Toho Lot, specific, specifically producer Tanaka. So there was never a guy named Gojira. Uh, I was lied to. We were all lied damn. to. It was just a joke. Oh, what happened? Uh, he uh, he tests the oxygen. Testing the oxygenator on the Bob. on the fish. Yeah, so it's supposed to destroy your oxygen mo- molecules, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember I the f- first version I saw of this was Godzilla King of the Monsters. But yeah. I I think the first Godzilla movie I, it's really hard to say the first Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I I saw a lot of them on like uh TV as a kid at my grandma's house and stuff. Um a lot of the Showa ones. I remember yeah. seeing the Heisei ones. I, I think the first one I actually sat down and watched as a kid was Godzilla 2000. Yeah. I Godzilla's one of those things where it's like, I don't recall ever not knowing about Godzilla. Right. You know, like... Yeah, like everyone I, knows... I, <laughs> like my first ex- my first exposure to Godzilla, Godzilla games is before I develop memories of like you ever played Monsters Unleashed or um I've been playing the emulation of uh all our Godzilla Kingdom Mon- or no Godzilla all monsters attack I think that's what it is on GameCube nice. I've been emulating that it's pretty fun some of those older um, the older Godzilla games are kind of fun um and then there's it is it is a concept that i don't think lends itself well to a complicated video game right you know so (laughs) i mean i think there's definitely cool stuff you could that they could do with it that they've never done but um 
Yeah. Make it a God of War style game where you're Godzilla, but you go on this huge journey. You're raising your son, and it's just this big epic linear adventure. <laughs> no, um, oh, I remember yeah. playing Godzilla Monsters Unleashed. Oh, there he is. Um, so apparently, the troops go into the coast to face Gojira here were actual Japanese defense force troops. They were on maneuvers when Honda uh, shot the footage of them. Oh, cool. So they're firing real rifles there. Or machine guns there. And that's something I always thought about in all these old movies. Like, they're just straight up firing these guns. Like, I don't even know if they're blanks. (laughs) And they were in this case. They just got that footage. Yeah. Yeah, old movies seem to have an approach of um, if someone had a gun, it was either like a very, very fake looking gun, or it was probably real. There was no just a gun. Yeah, yeah. There's (laughs) there's no in between. (laughs) It was either like you can tell at first glance that this is a fake gun, or Someone could have gotten shot on set. <laughs> oh, here's a classic shot when he gets into the wires and everything. Oh, I just got an ad break here. And yeah, <laughs> for a movie this old with, you know, just the practical effects and the man in the suit and the miniatures, the the sense in the scale sense of scale here is done really well that a lot of god like godzilla uh king of the monsters the 2019 one where he yeah. fights Ghidorah and there's mothra in it and um rodan i like it i mean as a godzilla fan i i love it of course i mean it, it's a modern version of all those crazy showa films basically but you don't get the sense of scale in that movie there's a lot of just wide shots of the monsters, you know, fighting in the city, yeah. you know, and often fighting in nothing spaces. Like one of the scenes, Godzilla what's, fights uh, Ghidorah. What, what's your uh, timestamp? He is smashing up the train at 47.08. But um, also, I, I just love the design of this original Godzilla. I have the NECA figure of it. And it's just honestly, yeah. I'm not saying I don't like the Heisei version, and I do like. I, I definitely like the Heisei version. I definitely like the MonsterVerse version, but the original just. Honestly, I don't think anything ever beat it. I think there's other designs yeah. that are are equal, but I don't think there's ever been a Godzilla design. Maybe minus one. I mean, the minus one design kind of looks like a cool combination of original Heisei and legendary, mm-hmm. but this original design, maybe it's just because it's black and white and it just works. Oh, I love these shots. I'm smashing the miniatures. Yeah. But it's not like, And the way this movie, the original presents it, it's not presented as, oh, here's Godzilla. He's going to save the day. Or here's Godzilla. Goofy stuff's going to happen. Here's Godzilla, you know, 
It's he's 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 coming. He's no, he's it's here a, to fuck shit up, and there's nothing you can do he's about for, it. He's here to fuck shit up. The <laughs> score is foreboding. It's a somber mood. Yeah. So the miniatures in the film uh, were made with wood, cement, plaster, and glass. The filmmakers had asked to use blueprints for various buildings, but rejected. The staff uh, instead had to reverse engineer their own blueprints. Over 500 huh. miniatures buildings were built, precisely recreating Tokyo at 125 scale. Wow. Buildings that were to be destroyed were strategically weakened to collapse. All the miniature vehicles were custom built out of cast iron and manipulated with piano wires to make them move. Damn. All of this was built on raised sets so the cameras could be placed at lower angles. When working with the miniatures, Nakajima recalled that he always felt anxious since a single miniature was worth more than his entire salary. When it came time for shooting, the staff would often spend all day preparing the miniature sets only to end up with a few seconds of usable footage. Wow. Yeah, movies were really hard to make back then, especially on a shoestring budget. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're still hard to make, but the difference is these yeah. days they just we just uh make CGI artists work a hundred hours a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're lazy for the producers, at least. Yeah. But yeah, hard for the CGI artists. Here's the theme. The proper Godzilla theme here. Yeah. I mean, you also have the one with the horns where it's... Uh, dun, 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 you know. Oh, yeah, that one's... A... But... This one and that is what it's what I think of when I uh, think of the Godzilla theme. Just classic. And it's still, they still use this theme to today, even in the new yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters, they, the score plays a version of it and stuff. And uh, I think in Godzilla vs. Kong, what did you think of Godzilla vs. Kong? Now that it's been a while, and, you know, like they're, they're coming out with a new one. I liked it. Yeah. Uh I thought a lot they did, of fun. Yeah, they did a better job with scale in that one. Um Oh yeah, definitely. It, it definitely had a lot more scale and weight to it than King of the Monsters, I would say. Yeah. Um and even though some of like the lore building stuff that they tried to do in it um kind of comes off as it's just there because they need to fill it out with something, but I still and with the hollow earth stuff and like... yeah, I still appreciate like what they were trying to do with it, and I, I thought some of the the early action in it, so like the the scene where Godzilla attacks the ships. Oh, that's great! Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, that fight on the aircraft carrier was just. Yeah. Pure kaiju that, goodness. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that that cut there, <laughs> where she gets up. Oh, yeah. 
he just looks so like defeated. Yeah. <laughs> like, which I mean, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> All they can think of is killing Godzilla. Why don't they try to study its resistance to radiation? Yeah. Right. So when this film was first released um, in Japan, the reception from the press was mixed. In the negative review, Kanima Jumpo wrote that Dark Tone made the film unenjoyable, with joke uh, complaining about social con- commentary. By contrast, a positive review uh, lauded the film for its anti-nuclear message and tone. Director Honda c- recalled that many found the film weird and that the sequel Godzilla Raids Again received better reviews, and that's objectively. A, a worse movie yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah of course a movie that has strong themes and you know commentary on a horrors you know probably yeah probably wouldn't be received that well <laughs> uh but it's nonetheless it's important um Godzilla would become a box office success, serving as a catalyst to popularize science fiction and special effects filmmaking in Japan. Its reputation would only improve Kanima Jumpo ranking Godzilla 20th in the prestigious list of top 100 best Japanese films. Um, hmm. Nice. This is like, yeah, I just, I just have to wonder, like, uh, in these kaiju films, when they start shooting Godzilla with, uh, with just guns and tanks and shit, it's like, if it were to work, I I wonder, like, what they would think, like, the soldier who actually got the killing blow in. (laughs) Right, the one guy that got him. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Yeah, they do such a good job with the making him look big in this. Right, right. Like, yeah, it doesn't just look like even in the well, the King Kong movie actually does a pretty good job, but and a lot of monster old monster movies, you know, they there's no sense of scale, they're just fighting an empty field, and yeah, that happens yeah. in the show of Godzilla movies, but this one, uh, you get his weight, his size, he's lumbing around destroying everything and it just i mean yeah i mean if it wasn't for this we wouldn't have any 
Well, I mean, who's to say? But I mean, if it wasn't, this is the granddaddy of all monster movies, kaiju movies. Oh, the first atomic breath. But yeah, just that dead eye he has. (laughs) Like when you see the whites of his eyes every once in a while, that's just creepy. Love it. I love to be the guy that just got to set fire to all the miniatures. <laughs> Actually, I'd love to be Godzilla, the guy in the suit, just smashing all the miniatures. <laughs> That's actual fire. Like, Oh, yeah. That's real. Wait, with the atomic breath there with all the the people getting hit by it. What's really cool in the 2014 one, his atomic breath in that one, because it's like nerfed or it's like weaker or whatever. I forget what the lore exactly is. It's a lot like this one where it's more of a smoky, you know, um, vapor. Yeah. But then eventually it ends up just becoming a big laser or, you know. I do love in the 2014 when he like shoots the atomic breath down the, the other kaiju's like throat. And, like, oh, yeah. His head off. That's such a cool shot. Oh, yeah. I love these miniature shots. Yeah, of the like cars. it's just it's so good. I'm <laughs> oh, just blowing it all up. Yeah, the little miniature cars. But yeah, this Godzilla, I mean, just a destructive force of nature. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I love how fucked up the suit looks sometimes, especially the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's that weirdness. Yeah, I mean, it just makes it creepier, in my opinion. Oh, the tanks here. Some really good shots here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there is a bit of stop motion here. Or no. No. Oh, it's suitmation. Huh. Now, stop motion animation was rejected because of the time it would take. Uh, Special effects director. Commercial break for me. Uh, <laughs> wanted to use this method, but faced a grim reality that there was not enough people in Japan with experience in this technique and that Toho would never give them the time needed to do their tight production schedules. Tushibiria. 
uh, had to pioneer the techniques of suitmation, which would make the production more feasible, though no less difficult. One benefit was this depicting Godzilla's enormous size. Since a stop-motion puppet would have been uh, had been used, it would require miniatures at much smaller scale, resulting in less detail and destruction. The film makes use of stop-motion to enhance a few brief sequences in which a vehicle crashes and Godzilla's tail moves, but it's very minimal stop-motion. Nice, nice. Uh, well yeah like by uh, the by the heisei era and i think even in some of the showa movie uh, movies uh, like godzilla's suit would actually do stuff like the mouth would move and like yeah yeah what's your timestamp at again here man everything's just on fire oh that's a great shot uh my time step just over an hour hour and a minute Oh, just this fucked up teeth. All jagged, jotting out everywhere. So listen to this. So the um, suit actor, Hiruwa Nakajima, would frequently pass out. According to Nakajima, temperatures inside the suit reach up to 60 degrees Celsius or 140 degrees Fahrenheit due to hot studio lights, and it was not uncommon for a cup of Nakajima's sweat to be drained from the suit. Um, Damn. Nakajima described the suit as inside a Godzilla suit is very dark, lonely, and isolated. Usually the person who wears the suit becomes nervous and anxious. During summertime, it's very hot, and you can become hell in there. But Nakajima always persevered. He acted in the suit underwater. He was buried underground. He withstood pyrotechnic explosions. And huh. through it all, he was always Godzilla. Damn. Yeah, what a fucking hero! So yeah, they really send this guy on fire. <laughs> That's wild. Holy shit! Oh, I love that shot of his silhouette in the fire. Yeah, fighting down on the clock tower, smashing. Since no film like this have ever been made in Japan, they had never attempted a suit like this one needed in Godzilla. Much of the attention in the first version was the visual design, with the staff neglecting to consider the requirements of the performer inside. The only way an actor could enter the suit was through an opening in the back, hidden by back plates attached by rings on hooks. Interlining would also scrape on the actor's skin. Suit actor Hiruo Nakajima could barely walk in the original costume, which weighed slightly over 230 pounds. The second suit was built relatively lighter, just over 200 pounds. Wow. But I think that really adds to his motions and, you know, the portrayal of Godzilla. Yeah. This huge lumbering monster. I think if it would have been like a super lightweight suit, he wouldn't have moved that way. It would have been a lot harder to portray that, you know? Oh, there's some stop motion there with the tail. Yeah, with the tail, yeah. 
During Godzilla's rampage through downtown Tokyo, one of the buildings he destroys is the old Nishigiki figure, theater after his tail smashes into it, which we just saw. Which had th- frightened several viewers, viewers who tried to run out of the theater that they were actually in. <laughs> like the actual theater. Damn. That he smashed. <laughs> wow. While always assumed to be made out of rubber, the original Godzilla suit was, according to Hiroa Nakajima, made from ready-mixed concrete mixture due to the limited supply of latex material in post-war Japan. The original suit was nearly impossible to use, resulting in the second suit being used, uh, made using a liquid plastic polymer. second suit was also the one used filming the majority of the scenes, which the first suit being cut in half so the legs could be used in close-ups. Wow. Concrete. Jeez. The building whose clock tower Godzilla tears off was the Waco department store. It was completed in 1932 in Ginza district and still stands today. The clock tower intact. Are you saying this movie is not historically accurate? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's still intact. And that's something a lot of Godzilla movies don't even do now. There's people in those buildings. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking there. there's like plenty of scenes where it shows Godzilla killing people. Like yeah. he kills a bunch of people with his atomic breath in one shot earlier. Well, like, yeah, I think. And that's another benefit to having a smaller Godzilla. There's more of that intimate threat, you know, that it's easier to show him as a threat to actual people when he's a little bit scaled down yeah when he's a huge 400 foot tall monster people are so small it doesn't even matter right 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 you don't think about it but you know when he's yeah i mean i love how this godzilla literally just fucking shit up just destroying (laughs) <laughs> There's no reason to it. It's just because he's Godzilla and that's what Godzilla does. Oh, here uh, come the jet fighters. Yeah. 50s era. Oh, that's a great silhouette. Oh yeah. I mean I mean he's basically like a he's got like some the plates are kind of like a stegosaurus. Kind of a T Rex ish head. I love that you can see the wires on some of the planes. Oh yeah. Oh, I saw him there, yeah. I think um, 
Well, it being filmed in dark scenes and also black and white helps hide that stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty well hidden. But yeah. Everyone's cheering them on, cheering on the planes. Going back in the water. Going back in the ocean. <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm out of here. It's like fine. I'll fuck uh, off John for Carpenter. Now. So apparently John Carpenter, of course, is a fan of this film. And he said, I first saw Godzilla in 1956 at the tender age of eight. Something about the film filled me with somber dread, not knowing, uh, not the monster destroying Tokyo, but the overall tone, the underlying sadness, the sense of grief and horror. Japan is the only nation to suffer atomic bombs dropped on two of its cities. And Godzilla gave powerful expression to this emotional ambience disguised as a giant monster movie. Damn, yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, this is all a commentary on the bombs, the atomic bomb. Oh, yeah, the radiation that they're testing people yeah. for. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's literally atomic breath. That's a lot of thing. Uh, people forget that every time Godzilla does that, it, it you know, it builds radiation. It's like yeah. an atomic bomb. He's a walking atomic bomb. Yeah. So some of the proposed designs for the Godzilla suit were similar, save for the texture of the monster's skin. Uh, Godzilla's skin was very warty, while another was uh, like an alligator. The final design, given Godzilla's familiar, familiar rocky hide, was meant to suggest that the nuclear bomb blast that awakened him had burned him, specifically mm. the keloid scars that um, have been a result of the bomb. And there's certain versions of Godzilla... Well, and this, I mean, his texture has always been familiar to, like, the scarring people got from the bomb. Like, when the yeah. clothes burned in their skin and, like. The audience who still remembered World War II's toll on civilians and soldiers, Godzilla's movements may have seemed eerily similar to those of burnt and traumatized soldier or civilian, wandering in a confused daze rather than consciously causing devastation. 
This casts a tragic, sympathetic, even victimized light on Godzilla that sets him apart from the majority of cinema giant monsters or kaiju era. Yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, even though I prefer movies where Godzilla is more of the villain, he is like a unique enough monster character that I can see how, you know, the draw to portray him more as a hero in some ways. Right, well, because... There's always a worse monster, I guess. Yeah, the oxygen, yeah. oxygen destroyer. Um, Well, it comes to no surprise, like, after, like, shows like the Adam West Batman, that they would make Batman. I mean, they would make Godzilla silly, right? Right, right. <laughs> and also, I mean, I, I think that's one of my favorite things about Godzilla, though, is just the many interpretations. Like, you could have the fun, goofy Godzilla fighting with jet jaguar and doing drop kicks and you know <laughs> yeah. uh, dancing around and that's still just as valid as the godzilla is a dark scary creepy one like the original or shin godzilla um they're all valid except for 98 but <laughs> I mean, I like how he's he's essentially like he creates the oxygen destroyer and he's essentially like like this is as bad as this is potentially as bad as the 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 H bomb. Right. Like <laughs> and that's what Godzilla's the result of, and now you're creating something to destroy that, but it's even worse. Yeah. like an Oppenheimer movie, it did a really good job of, and Killian Murphy's such a great actor, but just expressing like this immense dread that he fell after the bomb was successful and leading up to it and everything. Yeah. And then he was in a boardroom meeting with some higher uh, up uh, government officials and stuff talking about creating, making more atomic bombs and, even trying to make the hydrogen bomb and stuff uh, with one of his, one of the physicists that helped work at, uh, in Los Alamos. And he was like, no, just stop. This is terrible. It's yeah. Like, I'm not happy about this. Um, but it just keeps escalating, right? First, you have the atom bomb, then you have the H bomb, and this, you have yeah. the oxygen bomb.
Um, it's like once you and the whole whole point of Godzilla, it's you know. our punishment Godzilla punishes all of mankind man woman or child for the atom bomb Yeah, he's he's you know, they want to use it to kill Godzilla and he he's basically like I was hoping I could find a, a use for this other than destruction. Which right. is And yeah, what's really cool in Godzilla versus Destroyer uh It all ties back together because Destroyer is a creation of the Oxygen Bomb Destroyer. Right. And that's what Godzilla ends up having to fight again, a monster that's created from the thing that killed the original version. Yeah. Sorry for the silence. I'm quite tired. Had a long day. Yeah. And honestly, when like you said, when it's a good movie, you just kind of want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's better when we do bad movies because then we don't care. Then we just keep talking. <laughs> There's some of our old commentaries on bad movies I want to revisit at some point. <laughs> like what? We should uh I should I should watch cats along with our commentary. Oh, that's the only reason I would ever watch it, but even <laughs> then I don't want to watch it. That was again ever. Wow, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, that yeah, that was offensively bad. Wonder, I mean, if we would have wonder. So we've been watching. We've watched the Godzilla movies in just random order. Yeah. I wonder what we would have thought if we watched them in order or if it would make a difference. <laughs> because the can canicity of these things kind of goes out the window pretty much immediately. Just 
Right. Like, because Godzilla dies in this, but then he's just back in the next one. Yeah, it very quickly. I, I, I don't know what the explanation goes is. off the rails. Damn. I mean, this movie has much better human drama than I think most of the other Godzilla movies. Yeah, just look at the destruction. No, yeah, I mean, it's a... Quite somber. Ver- I mean, it's the original version, but yeah, it's quite somber. And um, the imagery. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, definitely evokes survivors of the bombings in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And yeah, like we said, this is not even ten years later. And like I've, I mean, it's. But I think, you know, it's a it's a positive way to commentate on this type of thing. Nineteen ninety two interview of Cult Movies magazine, Ashira Honda spoke about how storytelling intent and the circumstances of production dictated the style of the film. Of course, there was the original story by Shigeru Kaneyama, but making the film without answering this simple question, what would happen if something like this really appeared? I initially planned to write it in a bit more about the government and whatnot. We would get that in Shin Godzilla. That's Apparently, a lot of it is like just the Japanese bureaucracy and government just failing to respond, which is a commentary on... Um, it's uh, Fukushima, yeah. The, yeah, Fukushima. Um, um, but uh, the film was about Terran shock. We decided to narrow it down, just having the scientists try to deal with it. But even with that, I think we could have done more. Bottom line is, it appeared, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. We decided to protect, depict the terror and horror of this realization. It's probably why the footage looks very documentary-like. There really was no room for uh, dramatic scenes. If you want to get more into the documentary feel of the movie, another reason is that there's not enough sets or even open uh, open sets large enough for available for us. These were some of the other elements that came into play, which were we were aware of and prepared of for from the, from the beginning. What would happen if something like this suddenly appeared? Well, it'd be totally crazy. This was what we wanted to show through the screen. Children who weren't even born back then watch the film today and can still feel the sense of terror. Yeah. Burning the notes. 
Hopefully it doesn't want to fall in the wrong hands. So he destroyed all the evidence, but he made one to kill him with, right? Yeah. And he and destroyed he knows how to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this I miss this. During the press conference in which scientists announce the existence of Godzilla to the public, they bring up the Yeti of the Himalayas as the precedent for the existence of giant monsters. Shiro Honda's next kaiju movie was in fact a Yeti film, 1955's Beastman Snowman, huh. which was released in a truncated and heavily edited version of American audiences in 1958 under the title Half Human. Oh. Huh. So Yeti also exists in, the, in this universe. Of course. Already. Who'd win in a fight? Godzilla or the Yeti? Godzilla. <laughs> Step uh... on. Unless it's like a kaiju sized one. I know they eventually made like kaiju versions of Frankenstein. It's yeah. A really weird thing. <laughs> The delivery mechanism for the oxygen destroyer bears a very striking resemblance to the inner workings of the implosion design of the atom bomb that was used on Nagasaki. Oh. I already drank some of my whiskey. How are you feeling? I'm doing fine. Yeah, I finished my drink a while ago. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Sarazawa is an absolute Chad going in the water. I mean, this is way worse than Jaws going in the cage with Jaws. Yeah, going underwater with Godzilla. Going underwater with a Godzilla. Yeah. Just it's... you with this world-ending weapon that you could probably die from anyways. And a 50s-era diving suit. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah just feeding a hose down yeah
I like how the music here isn't like triumphant. No, it's not triumphant. It's tragic. Yeah. I was just sleeping in the ocean, just chilling. No, nothing about this movie is triumphant. Yeah. Special effects artist E.G. Tirsebera uh, originally wanted Godzilla to be a giant octopus, which would later get his wish to have one. In the movies King Kong vs. Godzilla, a deleted scene, and Frankenstein vs. Baragon. Oh, yeah, Baragon's another <laughs> common monster that appears in these. And yeah, yeah Frankenstein vs. Baragon. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. 65. And finally, in the War of Gargantuas, 1966, where the octopus would meet his end. Octopus also made it appear, so it was given the name Odaku. Uh, the octopus was also appeared in TV series Ultra Q 1965 and was for consideration to be Godzilla's opponent in Godzilla Final Wars. Nice. I don't remember Octopus in that. <laughs> There's the bomb. Yeah, you're right. Absolute Chad. Does he also die in this? Yeah, he... I can't um, remember. Yeah, he sets off the bomb with himself. Because he doesn't want to... He's the last piece of um, evidence. He's the last one that knows how to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So the scenes of Godzilla underwater were filmed dry for wet with an aquarium complete with fish placed between the camera and the monster-suited Nakajima. This was combined with actual underwater footage of divers and additional dry for wet footage of Ogata and Serizawa. Director Honda had experience in underwater filming. His feature-length debut about lives of Arma Pearl, Arma Pearl divers, which was also the first Japanese film to use underwater filming techniques. So here, I mean, it's just like bubbling up. Yeah. Integrating him. Absolute Chad, you're right. Goes down with yeah. Godzilla and then sacrifices. Oh, he cuts him. the cord. Yeah. And then sacrifices himself to make sure the weapon doesn't get misused. 
Yep. Damn. Ooh, the death roar. Terrible sight. Just behold. So Godzilla is defeated. He's dead, but yeah. this, the the film doesn't present it as like a. Oh, it's almost tragic. Yeah, it's almost tragic. Right, cause... it is a tragedy. Because it, yeah, it kind of presents Godzilla as, you know, he's nature's fury for what humans have done. Yeah, and this is humans not learning their lesson. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah Zara was a Chad. Made the sacrifice. Yeah. Honestly, I love this movie, but this is honestly one of the most somber movies we've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, like we're, we're both just like sitting here being like, Yeah, damn, I'm gonna go to bed after damn. watching this. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, wow. drinking is it feels it feels right here. I, I definitely most, need a drink after this. Most of the uh. <laughs> Godzilla movies are ones that are fun to watch while you're drinking, and this is the one that makes right. you want to drink afterwards. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's heavy. There it is. Yeah. Great stuff. The original Godzilla. Yeah. I want to watch more of these. I want to do more of these. We need to. Uh, we need to. We we said forever ago that we've we done would do the whole series. Now we've 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 done three out of like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, how many Godzilla? <laughs> Let's see how many Godzilla movies are there? Yeah, thirty-seven films. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's counting 
Yeah, I think that is counting King of the Monsters because it is technically different. Yeah. Um, well, the original Kingdom Monsters. Uh, we did Destroy Monsters. Yeah. And we did Godzilla versus Mech Godzilla and the original Godzilla. Anyways. What a, what a movie that is. Drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that, right? All right. Well, uh if we if we made it through uh however many Spider-Man movies, we can make it through these <laughs> 37 Godzilla movies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's uh, this week's episode. <laughs> I think we well we'll see you guys next week. Um follow us at Odd Drunk Pod on Instagram. Uh give us a rating, review, or download on your platform of choice. Yes. Check out our spin-off show, Morning Oddities. And um we'll see you next week. This is not a test. I repeat this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.